Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Dee and I'm here with my best bud, Al. Hello. And it is the dog days of summer. It is very hot in the quote unquote studio right now. <laughs> my bedroom. <laughs> I try, I try to put a fan in the window, but it's just blowing hot air inside. Well, it's not supposed to do it's that. It's not supposed to do that. <laughs> this is also Foon June. It's Foon June. We had this Baby. big May. Now we need some Foon. We're trying to have some Foon. In June. <laughs> so uh, I've been through a lot lately. Yeah. Um, I quit my job of 10 years <laughs> and, and I'm uh, moving from private schools to public school, hopefully. <laughs> um, so I had a lot of, like, on my plate, like, uh, resume, etc. that I haven't written in, like, 15 years. And yeah. So this week, I went into my Ad Creeps folder. Mm-hmm. And I took out a story that is one of my favorite stories to tell. Ooh. In fact, I barely use sources because I had the story in my heart. <laughs> oh, no. That's so, awesome. Which, which, but uh, it's awesome. But also, if I get anything wrong, don't sue me. Because <laughs> I'll probably get stuff wrong. Who's going to sue us? Our no. listeners? No. <laughs> but it's just, for Foon June, you know how in Ad Creeps we usually do, like, we equate it to, like... Um, uh, uh, capitalism mm. and the oppression of gender roles and all this stuff. But I'm just here to tell you a good story. We're just here to have Foon. We're just, hey, girls just want to have Foon. <laughs> Let loose a little. This is for the girlies. <laughs> now, in order to really get into the summer, I'm about to release the Boys of Summer on you. <gasps> okay. Do you know the Boys of Summer? The Ataris? No. <laughs> But I do know that version. It's on a Spotify playlist. <laughs> no, I mean those beautiful baseball boys. Oh, with the tight pants. With the tight pants. I do like. I do like a baseball outfit. Al, we're bringing in some big jock energy into <laughs> Foon June. Are you ready for my favorite sports history story of all time? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. John Ellis had gathered the nicknames. Moose, and my personal favorite, New London Strongboy. Oh, that's very good. During his high school baseball career, New London (laughs) Strongboy. I love it. He was big and a physical player who wasn't afraid to push around the other team. After playing in the minor leagues, he hit the majors, and for his first debut game with the New York Yankees, he hit a inside-the-park home run. That's pretty good. Baseball. Baseball. There's good. Hey. Oh, no. It's all about baseball. (laughs) Don't worry. I I try to make it as non-sports fan friendly as I could. Okay, good. Because the only baseball that I really know is I used to basically once a year go to a local baseball game with my coworkers. Oh, yeah. The Canadians. Yeah. Where we have the sushi what run around. Mackie always wins and you know it's rigged. (laughs) I can't. It is rigged. You know BC Roll. It's gotta. (laughs) It's gotta. So all you need to know is there are, you know, a plate, home plate. There are three bases. And you have infield and outfield. Okay. That's it. And a pitcher. It's a a pitcher and a a catcher. catcher. Yep. That I knew. (laughs) 
uh, one team we call the tops and the okay. other we call bottoms. Perfect. And it depends on if you're hitting or pitching. Okay. Yeah. And the umpire is there to watch? He's there to watch. He's the cuck in this situation. <laughs> You set him up with a chair, and he just observes. Okay, yeah. And he yeah. cannot interfere. But he does, doesn't he? He's like, that was a foul ball. In this case, in this story, <laughs> he does not. Oh, okay. Um, after serving as backup uh, catcher, uh, Ellis was traded to the long-suffering team from Cleveland in 1972. The Browns? N- no. The one what have the... Bad name. The bad name, and also their mascot is currently and was a chief wahoo. Oh, are the Browns football? The Browns, I believe, are football, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is the Cleveland Browns racist, too? <laughs> I don't know, because I always, even from being a child, just thought it, of that it was like they pooped a lot. <laughs> Something I could identify with, you know? <laughs> and that was really inspirational. <laughs> For you as a child. Oh, wow. This whole team, they're so, they just, they poop a lot. So, you know, if you're chewing that much fucking tobacco, you're going to poop a lot. Yeah. I assume. I guess. Cleveland had been on a string of hard luck. Last season had not been a great year for them, and their stadium seats were usually left empty. At the beginning of the 1974 season, the 74,400 seat stadium was regularly seating only up to 4,000 spectators. They are not really bringing in the crowds. No! They're not here to see Moose. Could you imagine having 70,000 empty seats a game? Sounds bad, yeah. On a good day. (laughs) Or maybe it means you just get to, you know, let loose, have a little fun. Sorry, Foon. Yeah, sorry. Sorry? Uh, What was that? It's Foon. It is Foon. With an E. Uh, (laughs) Cleveland Papers called the team, quote, I love this. A smorgasbord of mediocre and forgettable talent playing in an open-air mausoleum. Oh, my God. That's so harsh. Media is either really loves or really hates their sports teams. Wow. That's um, so mean. And that's just a universal experience <laughs> as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. <laughs> the players, alias included, tended to take their frustration out on the field. What, they did kick the grass? Yeah, they hate it. They, like, rip it up. <laughs> hit, hit it with the bat. They call it slurs. Frickin' field. <laughs> dare you. Is that not what you meant? It's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think anything different. At the end of May 1974, the team struggled against the Texas Rangers at Arlington Stadium. Mm. By the end of the fourth inning, that is. When, okay, I, say, okay. when I say, like, we're, it's... Because there's nine innings? There's nine, yeah. Nine. I know the other ones. You do? I know football has um, quarters. Good job. Hockey has three periods. You got, and so do I, this month, and it's been awful. (laughs) (laughs) And rugby has halves. Wow, awesome. I know that from sitting in uh, my brother's sports games and being ridiculed for not knowing anything. No, you got it. I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not going to ridicule anyone about any sport because sometimes sports is really hard to understand and also sit through. Yeah, I'll say. And if you want a humbling experience, put any sports fan, especially American sports fan, in front of a cricket match and, <laughs> and then fucking degrade them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so uh, we're at the fourth inning. 
By the end of the fourth, the Rangers were loading the bases and constantly hitting singles and doubles. So they were just like pop, like the pitcher was just putting in fly balls and the, they were just popping it and just loading the bases and scoring and scoring and scoring. Gotcha. Yeah. Singles popping. Singles scoring. bubbles, doubles popping, double popping. Popples. Popples. We I love, love popples. <laughs> My earliest memory mm-hmm. is going to the Cope Town store, which is a little like corner store, mm-hmm. and getting um, popple sticker cards. Oh, I gosh, I was probably pre preschool by then. I had but a, I have a very vivid memory. I had a popple. You had a popple popple. I had a popple. Oh, it was like pink and purple. It was really cute. They're really cute. <laughs> I love that aesthetic too. Yeah. Frustration boiled over when a ranger slid into Cleveland's second baseman and collided, disrupting a second play. They're getting physical. Mm. I don't know what beef Cleveland has with Texas, but Sirloin. there's be- You are correct. I Sorry? <laughs> sorry, I looked at my notes, and uh, that's right. Wow. <laughs> it's my job to be a silly little guy <laughs> when we do sports episodes. I love it. That's why I love this. I have a question. Yeah. Texas Rangers baseball. Texas Rangers baseball. New York Rangers hockey. New York Rangers hockey. Yeah. You got it. Wow. I didn't even think about that. I don't know if Texas is still called the Rangers today, but Hmm. it was back then. Throwing around their weight a little more more to play havoc with Cleveland's focus, Ranger Lenny Randall elbowed the pitcher who had just tagged him out. In retaliation, at the bottom of the eighth, new London strong boy, John Ellis, (laughs) straight up punched Randall. (laughs) As he rounded first base. Hell yeah. Like, just reach back and clock the guy. <laughs> Rules. Now, in 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 baseball, they don't fight. Like, yeah. it's not... It's a gentleman's sport. You, it is. It's weirdly a gentleman's sport. I found out that, like, they can't even celebrate. If they celebrate anything, they get thrown out of the game. Well, they used to, like, they used to penalize football players for doing uh, yeah. touchdown dances. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's and they're grandstanding grandstanding fuck oh what i what i can't grandstand but i'm i'm allowed to stand my grand <laughs> come on america yeah <laughs> uh, so after ellis fucking clocked this guy both benches completely empty oh, no. and there was an all-out brawl on the field that's sick Th- and again this does not happen we love a little violence don't we just like and I love a I love a sports game. I mean, they have some padding, you know, down there mm-hmm. to, to to protect their wieners and beans. But like, they ain't padded. So if you're gonna punch, it's gonna hurt, right? Yeah. If you punch a fucking football guy, it, that's not getting through. Nope. <laughs> that's all helmet. <laughs> Tension continued after the umpires broke the two teams up as Texas fans rained food and beer cans down on the Cleveland dugout. <laughs> Catcher Dave Duncan, beautiful name, went to, to climb into the stands to fight Texas fans himself. <laughs> no. And he had to be restrained and escorted out of the stadium. <laughs> the game was surprisingly not suspended for or forfeited. No players from either team were ejected. The Rangers won three zip. Incredible. Now, this is just background to what's going to happen. Oh, no. This is a <laughs> prologue. This is the prologue. This is the prologue. Oh, boy. This is episode one, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> After the game, a reporter asked Rangers uh, manager, Billy Martin, are you going to take your armor with you next time you're in Cleveland? Martin replied, they won't have enough fans there to worry about. Mm. Because we got four thousand 
out of 74,000 seats. <laughs> if this is Attack of the Clones, who's Palpatine? Uh, the ump. We oh. will talk about him. Oh, okay. The two teams were scheduled to face each other back in Cleveland the next week, just six days after the big fight, June 4th. 1974, mm. which we're coming around. That's, 1974. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about we that. We were year. just talking about it. It all <laughs> connects together red string. <laughs> Local sports radio talk show hosts constantly fueled the fans' animosity with the, pap- with the newspaper warning the Rangers to, quote, get ready for anything. Cleveland general management felt like this may be a game where they could inspire fans to get back into the seats and, you know, to give them a lot of money. Yeah. In order to get the butts in the seats, they had to make a deal with a local beer manufacturer, Stroll, to market possibly the most fucking ridiculous promotion in Major League Baseball history. Wow. Are you ready? I'm afraid. Ten Cent Beer Night. Oh. Do you know this? I am pretty sure I am familiar with this. yeah. (laughs) Promised 12 fluid ounces of Stroll beer. Regularly sold for 65 cents, but at that night it would be 10 cents. (laughs) <laughs> the stadium would put a limit of six beers per purchase. So <laughs> six? But there were no way to limit the number of purchases a fan could make during the length of the game. Wow. Seats that night were a dollar. And you could get five free beers with your ticket purchase as you entered. That's unreal. <laughs> also, I read, and I don't know how this worked, but in Cleveland, the drinking age was 18 at the time. Oh, so, you know. Wild. It was cheaper to go here to drink than to go out to the pub or to the club. You could do a crime for just a dime. You could do a crime for just a dime. And <laughs> let me tell you, there's going to be oh, lots of crime. So, regularly, mm-hmm. it's about the, the biggest, you know, f- uh, uh, amount of fans they had at one time is about 4,000. Yeah. That night, 25,134 fans were drawn to the Cleveland Stadium. Twice the number that management had expected. Oh, God. Many of the spectators opted to come into the stadium already drunk, (laughs) stoned, or some combination of both. Oh, Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland gives, for this story alone, Cleveland gives uh, uh, Philly a run for their money. Oh, yeah. I will tell a Philly sports story eventually. I promise (laughs) you. The crowd had come in with pockets full of dimes. And also fireworks. Oh, no. (laughs) Where are they getting all these fireworks? (laughs) This is America. My only assumption is June is close enough to July that people maybe start selling fireworks. Yeah, could be. Or they just sell them year round. Or just it was the 70s, baby, and all (laughs) hell was breaking loose. As the first pitch was sent out, the air was thick with ambient smoke both coming from the constant firecrackers in the audience and the copious amount of weed being smoked in the stands. (laughs) It was thick. Hell yeah. Early on in the game, the demand for beer surpassed the concession stand's ability to pour. Lineups were long, people were getting pissy, and management were getting worried. Whoever made this suggestion, the next suggestion is lost to history, probably because it was the worst call in Major League Baseball history. Oh, no. But word came up from management to bring in the Stroh company trucks right up to the outfield fence. So picture beer trucks. Like, you know, the milk trucks we have? Yeah. It's a beer truck. It's a beer truck. Full of beer. (laughs) 
and they park it out right against the fence. What is wrong with these people? Fans were then allowed to have their cups directly filled from the beer truck spigot. (laughs) Why would they do this? I don't know. Stro is like, oh yeah, sure, for sure. This beer company's like, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Of course. You're paying for it. All press is good press. <laughs> well, the beer truck was staffed by only two college aid girls. Oh no. Who, who were underpaid and overworked. These were the girlies. We the love girlies. these. We love these girlies. I'm so worried about the girlies. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. They take care of themselves. Okay. Which may be a problem for everyone else. <laughs> One was directed to collect the money, and one was directed to keep on pouring. It's like, it's wild that they're like, well, we we don't have the capacity to pour enough beers at yeah. con- concession stand, so we'll back up the trucks and put two people there. I think what was happening at the concession was they kept, because the tanks are smaller. Yeah. So they kept having to, like, roll in another tank, tap it. Get the like get it going right. I and just, I think that was taking too much time. It's wild that it didn't occur oh, to yeah. them that this would be another bottleneck. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It wasn't a bottleneck because the two quickly lost control of the line. Oh no! And chose to quit on the spot. Yes, girlies. Allowing fans to fill their own cups themselves. Oh no! Often they just put their entire mouths right on the spigot. And drank straight from the tap. Well, of course they did. Six cup limit be damned. <laughs> is getting wet and wild. It is. I, we love these two girlies. We love these girls. They're like, they're like, fuck it. We're, we're 16 and we're 17 and we ain't dealing with this we're shit. standing up for ourselves. Yeah, we're like, and you know what? I get it. <laughs> I would be remiss not to say that the police were in the stadium that day. Drinking. And not one gave a shit. (laughs) They'll come in much later. By the second inning, the stadium announcer had to constantly remind the crowd not to throw their empty beer cups onto the field. The grounds crew was constantly sweeping for trash and also escorting a woman who jumped out of the stands and onto the outfield and flashed everyone her giant naturals. Hell yeah! The... The sources talking about these women's boobs, this woman's boobs. Really? Yeah. It was like in great detail. She was, she was the first flasher and she ain't the last. The first of this game or the first ever? The first ever. Oh man, that would be interesting. I feel like there were flashers at the first Olympics. Oh, the seventies? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, (laughs) I said at the first Olympics. Oh, the first (laughs) Olympics. The Roman one? Yeah, I think there were Roman flashers. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) A mark that the game was turning ugly was when a group of fans began to throw fireworks straight into the Rangers' bullpen. Oh, no. You would think this would be enough for the umpires to call the game. Yeah. Instead, the head ump told the Texas relief pitchers to warm up on the field themselves. So, like, the bullpen is I where the... And again, I'm not a f- baseball fan, but it's where the pitchers, the, the relief pitchers, warm up their arm. Yeah. And so the ump is like, uh, oh, that's full of smoke and fire. Just do it on the field. This umpire is like Palpatine. Yeah, he doesn't care. Because, like, no matter what happens, he's going to benefit. Yeah. He's stoking the fires. Don't worry. He gets his... He, he, he gets it. <laughs> As the Rangers moved into the field during the next inning, a spectator flung a half-full jug of wine <laughs> towards the first base, missing Texas player Mike Hargrove by inches. That definitely happened in Rome. Oh, yeah. Just just bottles of wine <laughs> as the marathon is going on. Run faster, Octavius. <laughs> I have money on you. 
Rangers coaches called for the ushers to do something, anything. And as they did, the streakers hit the floor. Oh, no. Not one, not two, but many. A topless woman flashed the Cleveland crew on deck. A naked man slid into second base and then tried to steal it, literally. (coughs) And a father and son climbed into the infield and mooed the crowd. What? Just flashed. Just (laughs) flashed. The game is still going. (laughs) I cannot stress this enough. Fans began reaching over the third base side wall and industrially began taking apart the padding, grabbing large chunks of it and taking it back into the stands. The poor grounds crew abandoned their losing battle with collecting trash on the field and instead battled fans as they began literally tearing the ballpark apart. Oh my god. <laughs> Animals. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still playing. By the seventh inning, the families that were still left in the stands began quickly gathering up their belongings and quietly leaving. Yeah. I could not. Could you imagine being a kid? I, w- I mean, yeah. And I being would like, be terrified. Dad? What's going on? <laughs> and your dad's on the field mooning somebody. <laughs> yeah, dad, where'd you go? Look at those titties. Oh, God. <laughs> um, by the beginning of the 8th, the Cleveland front office staff quietly began to leave as well. So the staff in, like, the concessions and the front office and the ticketing just left. Okay. They're like, something. it's going down. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would do the same. I'd be like, I'm getting the hell out of here <laughs> for myself. Among the chaos, the game still played on. Cleveland began to rally back, tying the game at five each. To celebrate, a team jumped onto the field, ran up to the Rangers outfielder, Jeff Burrows, and flipped the cap off of his head. (laughs) That's a little prank. Yeah, that's a little prank he did. He did to a professional baseball man. He did to the boys of summer. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a source in my, there's a video where they interview the guy who is now in his 40s or 50s yeah. talking about what happened. <laughs> Burroughs kicked the teen in the thigh <laughs> and then moved to confront the fan, but then tripped over his own feet. Aww. The crowd erupted into jeers. Rangers manager Billy Martin could not see what was happening to his outfielder but was only able to see a fan coming at Burroughs and then Burroughs going down. He thought Burroughs had been hit. Like, wow. Athletes have feelings too, you know. Yeah, right? He armed himself with the bat and (gasps) turned to the entire Rangers team and said, let's go get him, boys. Oh, my God. The Rangers flooded the field to protect their downed outfielder, which triggered more fans to spill out into the outfield. 25 Texas players, armed with bats, quickly found themselves surrounded by a swarm of angry, drunk Cleveland fans. Wow. Martin spotted people with chains, knives, and pieces of stadium seats fashioned into clothes. Okay, so these people came here to... They're having... They're... Look, here's the thing. You can't blame weed for this. No. If more people smoked, this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it's the alcohol. Yeah, Definitely. Cleveland manager Ken Aspromonte watched as the crowd moved in on the Texas Rangers. He ordered his players to empty the bat racks and hit the field to help evacuate the visiting team. Team uniting with team. Good. Enemies to lovers. Okay. (laughs) All of them? Okay. Yeah. 25, 25 smooches. (laughs) 
Throughout this entire incident, announcers John Tate and Herb Score were calling the play-by-play of the riot. <laughs> but that's what the game has. Yeah. The score. A score. That's his name? The following Wild. is an excerpt from the night, and I want you to read it along with me. Okay. Can you put on your best baseball announcer? Well, I can try. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and, like, I'll put a really good, like, filter on it, okay. you know what I mean? You'll I mean, be score. Okay. You'll score. be... I'm score! Now, okay. Now, uh, picture yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Herb score. Herb score. Do you have a mustache? This yes. Is yeah. <laughs> Do you have sideburns? Yes. Describe what you're wearing. Oh my god, I'm wearing like a really awful polyester brown suit. Yes. With like a paisley purple tie. Oh. And like Herb. a mustard yellow shirt. Herb, yes, the yellow shirt. <laughs> and those huge plastic frame glasses. Oh, I love those. Yeah. That's a fashion. Okay, you ready? Well, uh, there's Tom Higgledorf. He's been uh, hit on the head, and Higgy is in definite pain. He's bent over, holding his head. Ah, oh, this is a, an absolute tragedy, folks. Absolute tragedy. I've been in this business for over 20 years, and I've never seen anything as disgusting as this. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I just don't know what to say. I don't think this game will continue, Joe. The unbelievable thing is people keep jumping up out of the stands after they see what's going on. Well, that shows you the complete lack of brain power on the parts of some people. There's no way I'd be running out on the field if I see some baseball player waving a bat out there looking for someone. Ah, uh, folks, this is tragic. The whole thing has degenerated now into just... Well, now we've got another fight going on with fans and ballplayers. Hargrove has some kid on the ground and he's really administering a beating. Yikes, well that fellow came up and hit him from behind is what happened. Boy, Hargrove really wants a piece of him, and I don't blame him. Look at Duke Sims down there going at it. Oh yeah, Duke is on it. Here we go again. And they've stolen the bases. The security people here are just totally incapable of handling this crowd. They just, well, sure, the National Guard, I'm not sure what will handle this crowd right now. It's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. People go back into the seats and others jump down to take their place. It's miserable out here. The bases are gone, folks. <laughs> wow. Right? Um, you can, that recording is in my sources. That's delightful. It's fantastic. There's pictures of the day, but there's not like a video. Um, yeah. But just those two guys. It's, all, it's obviously very bad. Yeah, very but bad. But it is also funny. It's very funny. It's very <laughs> funny. No one dies. Yeah. So, you know. Both team managers were able to lead their teams through the dugouts and down the tunnels. Players aided each other and took care of the wounded. There are wounded. Wow. Yeah. The players that were on the bench protected the exits from the rear. As Texas and Cleveland abandoned the field, the crowd completely swarmed the grass <gasps> and headed towards the clubhouses, which were luckily shut and locked. Chief Empire Nestor Chilak called the game as a hunting knife landed blade down on the grass <laughs> by his legs. No. He finally called he finally, the game. You're in charge. The organist began to play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <laughs> Take me away from the ball game. <laughs> Get me the fuck Get out of here. out of here. Quote, that was the closest you're ever going to be to seeing someone get killed in this game of baseball, said Rangers manager Billy Martin. Burroughs seemed to be surrounded. Maybe it was silly for us to go out there, but we weren't about to leave a man on the field unprotected. It seemed that he might be destroyed. Like, yeah. And it was. Like, I mean, big ups to the ball players. Oh, yeah. They're, 
They're friends now. They're friends now. And they're boyfriends and, in the office. Yeah, maybe more. Um, <laughs> but also it's wild, like, I've been listening to a lot of, well, there's your problem. Oh, yeah. The Engineering Disaster Podcast. Yeah. And they have a couple episodes on, like, stadium disasters in uh, in football and oh, soccer. Oh, yeah, like collapsing? Uh, well, like crowd crushings. Oh, okay, yeah. And it just, like, in terms of, like, the comparison, this makes baseball seem like a gentle sport. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, quote, it's not just baseball, said Cleveland manager Ken Espromonte. It's the society we live in. Nobody seems to care about anything. We complained about their people in Arlington last week when they threw beer on us and taunted us to fight. But look at our people. They were worse. I don't know what it was, and I don't know who's to blame, but I'm scared. It was the beer, my it was man. The beer. Uh, this, the, so this is journalists got into the clubhouses right when they evacuated mm-hmm. and there's stories about a journalist trying to interview fans and getting clocked just oh getting God. straight up punched head um chilak was a bit more critical saying to the reporters that he as he compressed a towel to the back of his bleeding head quote fucking animals <laughs> you just can't pull back a pack of animals when uncontrolled beasts are out there you got to do something i saw two guys with knives and i got hit with a chair if the fucking war is on tomorrow i'm gonna join the other side and get a shot at them oh my god <laughs> he's fucking pissed why wouldn't you call the game as soon yeah. as firecrackers started to go on the field it's absolutely unreal it's absolutely unreal <laughs> A half hour after the players had been evacuated, police came in, turned off all the stadium lights, and threw cans of tear gas onto the field. (laughs) And literally waited for the crowd to punch themselves out. Oh my god. Nine people were arrested. (laughs) That's all? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. The 1974 Cleveland team finished with a forgettable fourth place in the AL East. New London strong boy, John Ellis was traded at the end of the year to the Texas Rangers. Oh, wow. Well, at least they were already friends. Yeah, they were friends. He had a boyfriend over there. It was fine. (laughs) To celebrate the 49th anniversary of the Cleveland 10-cent beer night, let's watch Stroh Brewery Company's ad that played during the summer of 74. It's called From One Beer Lover to Another. So this is the ad for the game? This is... They did not have ads for the game because it's very local. This is the ad campaign that played in the summer of 74. Okay, cool. You ready? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It's something. Oh, boy. It's erotic. Oh, okay. We'll return after these messages. Want a beer? Mm-hmm. You know, this is really an interesting six-pack. See how it's completely covered? See the ends? <laughs> covered. Mm-hmm. That's so light won't get in. Light can spoil beer. Mm-hmm. And this is good beer. So they don't want light messing around with it. Well, in that case, why don't we turn off the lights? Welcome back to the show. (laughs) So that's From One Beer Lover to Another by Stroll Beer. Wow, that was erotic. It was very erotic. (laughs) That lady... Why don't you tell us what you saw? Okay, so there is a a lady, very 1974. She has uh, long brown hair. She's wearing a white knit turtleneck. The sexiest thing a woman can wear. The sexiest outfit. And she's lying on her side, as if on a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace. I think she is on some sort of, like, like, it looked like a white 
rug, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. She killed that polar bear. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and no one's talking about and it. And no one's talking about this. So <laughs> we're here. Uh, and then uh, a, a gentleman puts down a six pack of straw beer. Yeah. And he says, look at this six pack. It's hot and sexy and you can't, there's no light can get in and spoil the beer. Yeah. And she says, well, we wouldn't want that, would we? So her, like the way she says words... <laughs> Is the way I would describe, um, like, a 10-year-old me would think how sexy people speak. This is what sexy is. This is mm. what, um, just a little throaty. I'm going to take my T-shirt and I'm going to tuck the bottom of it into my <laughs> neck hole so it looks like I'm wearing a bikini top. I love that move. I, that's what I do when I put on my T-gel. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> you make a little bikini top. I make a little bikini sleep. top. I rub it on my tummy. <laughs> it's masculine. Come on. <laughs> That's the most masculine thing a man can do. Absolutely. Is make their shirt into a bikini, <laughs> rub their tea gel on their tummies. <laughs> uh, so the man opens up, the, he cracks open the container. We can see the beautiful beer inside. Yeah. He holds up the thing and he says, yeah, with no lights, bad. And she says, well, why don't we turn the lights off, Mr. Kennedy? And um, <laughs> <laughs> This is Robert Kennedy. I, is he dead? At this point, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now? Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, then the lights uh, fade, but as they fade, we can see his hand is just slightly shaking. Yeah, like... Because he's nervous about having sex. Because <laughs> he's a virgin. <laughs> this is his first time. Because he spent his whole life designing the perfect beer six-pack. Oh, I like that story. He dedicated himself to his art, and now finally it's his time. He's, mis- he's Mr. Stoll's, l- like, child. Yeah. And he took over the, co- the company in Detroit... And he's never had the heir sex. to the Stoll's fortune. Yes, and 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 he. This is it. And then it was so good, he decided to give away beer for ten cents a <laughs> cup. <laughs> I think the the thought was this beer is like it's like Bud Light, right? It's wa- It's more yeah. water than beer. So you would have to a large man would have to drink a lot of beer and to they get did. fucking slammed. <laughs> I think of. Um, if you look at, I forget what it's called, the challenge where you eat a hot dog and drink a beer for every inning. Oh, yeah. I, I think about that. And you're going to get fucking drunk. Like, I th- I just like to think that it was this man's, like, uh, uh, first ever post-not clarity moment. <laughs> that he was like, just give it away. I don't care. I've had sex. <laughs> yeah, this is the preamble to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he has fucked. He has seen the other side. His dick has been wet. It's just, it's freshly drying. It's a real sandy from the end of Greece kind of yeah! situation. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. He combs back his hair. Yeah, get the truck up to center field. Come on. Why the fuck not? Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and then when the girls are like, we quit, this sucks. He's like, I bet they haven't had sex. <laughs> Which I have had. Which I've had with a lady in a lovely turtleneck. <laughs> she kept it on. It was great. <laughs> so sweaty. It's 2023. Oh, God. <laughs> it's 2023. I forgot what We're we did. 49 years. Uh, actually, tomorrow is the anniversary. Tomorrow is 49 years. Yeah, tomorrow is 49 years. I couldn't hold it in for 50. I wish. Yeah. But much like Mr. Stroll, you can't hold, you can't hold it in. Okay, so we're we're doing a commercial about... about the beer. The, the, no, we're doing oh. it about the 10 cent beer night. Sure. And so we're in the stadium. The crowds, yeah. they're going wild in the stands. They're drinking beer. It's sloshing everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful and golden. Okay, here's the thing. Can I Can I add an add? I know why maybe Cleveland is bringing it back. Oh, yeah. Because they still got that bad name. 
And they want people to think of anything other than the very bad name. Well, yeah. Okay, so what they're doing is they're not only trying to clear their name, they're also trying to steal a little bit of Philly Steez. They're trying to get a little shine off that apple. Yeah. And uh, they're greasing poles. Yeah. Okay. So what we're having, what we're seeing is we're seeing a really sort of um, beautiful and dramatic reenactment of 10 Cent Beer Night. And we see the New York Rangers huddled in the center with their bats. Yeah. And people are coming at them. And it looks like they're not going to make it. And then the tune from the bodyguard hits, you know? (laughs) And the Cleveland team are pouring out onto the field. And they're going to save their buddies. Yeah. Because what's better than beer lovers? (gasps) It's love. It's love. It's a little brotherly love. It's a little. It's like saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. And gay. then they go, you know, and then they get to go have sex. And yeah. they're like, oh, that's why. And Cleveland's like, happy pride. <laughs> we've been we've been gay the whole time. Yeah. We've been gay. Ki- we've kissing been, in the locker room. <laughs> we've been locked in the dugout as our fans fucking riot, and we're in there kissing. It's actually pretty beautiful. <laughs> if you think about it, it's kind of like Armageddon. And then like slow motion, big naturals flop. Just bouncing. Just bouncing. <laughs> Asses, hairy asses out mooning. Just a mass. <laughs> a mass of humanity. Flesh flying just against each other. And, Fireworks. And then the guy comes up from the original commercial comes on at the end. And he says, yeah. hey, did you like strolls 49 years ago? I changed the recipe a little. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Maybe I will have sex a second time. <laughs> I've been working on this. Ever since the first time. <laughs> and you know what? Good for him. He's committed to his art. Good for him. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> do you have um, some another local ad that has been brewing? I do have a local ad that's been brewing. Oh, give it to me. This is um, this is an ad. Once again, it is from Europe. Oh, ooh la la. And uh, it is, uh, I think, mostly it aired in like France and England. It's from a, a okay. French company. Okay. Uh, but this is something that... Uh, uh, English uh, young adults and uh, people our age will remember seeing when they were a kid or a teenager oh, okay. and being like, wow, that was wild. Um, <laughs> okay. Why, why they, what, what was up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so looking back on it, it's like, well. Well, that happened. Okay. I'm excited <laughs> to be part of this nostalgia. <laughs> be I guess you could say mom's got her own ideas about right and wrong. Now, I ain't gonna say she's always wrong, but I don't reckon she's hardly ever right either. Had to break it to her that me and my new man Cactus Kid only drink Oasis and don't mess around with no water. She about turned white as a sheet when I told her I was fixing to have his baby. He's a freak! That's about when we figured it was time to say so long to Mom. Well, I reckon now she knows how I ended up getting sunburned on the bottom of my feet. understand why Britain isn't all right. <laughs> it this all feels, makes sense. This to me feels very like of the era when like Skins was first airing. Ah. And it was all about like, you know, like, oh, the teens aren't all right. The teens aren't all right. Okay. Do you want to help? Do you want to uh, talk it so out? The acts, so it's a British ad? It's, yeah, it's, I think it was made for British television. But. It's a European And it's brand. a fake, it's a fake American accent. Yeah, it's not a real American accent. It was not good. (laughs) No, it was not good. She was, she went Southern. Yeah, so she was supposed to be there for like Tennessee or something. And it was like very classist, right? Yeah. So you had... Because it's Britain. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. (laughs) 
I'm not apologizing. Okay, to Britain. <laughs> Except for Helen. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, you have a girl. Yeah. And she is drinking not water. It's not water. It's like a, it's like a and I, juice. I just... <laughs> it's such a bad message. The Sorry, the, we're going to skip forward. And the end message is like for people who don't like to drink water. Yeah. You oh, should, you you should, should drink water. You should, you should drink, drink water. water. It's good it's, for you. That's juice and it's got lots now, of I sugar will in say, it. I will say, this summer... Mm-hmm. I'm an iced tea boy. Oh, I'm a huge iced tea. Yeah. I have I have poured fucking 40 grams of <laughs> fuzzy peach tea in my fucking juice container. And I'm brewing a patch right now, brother. I love a peach iced tea. I love a raspberry iced tea. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's no sugar. It's just the tea seeping in the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it. It's one way to do it. But, like... I don't subscribe to it. But. I know, I know, I know. But, like, because I drink a lot of it. I don't yeah. want to necessarily drink a lot of sugar. But, like, if you don't... If you... You can't replace water... You can't replace water. With this. No. You shouldn't. Don't. But Please. this teen, she will. And she what will. else will she do? And she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a cactus man. <laughs> so get this. Would I fuck him? Yes. Yeah, of course. Is he? Okay, so... <laughs> So soon be I'd fuck the cactus man. Is Who he, amongst us? Is he my vibe? Absolutely. That <laughs> hair, that tight white t-shirt. He had a fucking Chevy Impala. Are you kidding me? My pants are dropping right now. How do they fuck? Is his, di- hold on, sorry. Going back. Is his dick prickly? Probably not. Just a little prick. <laughs> he's a tea boy. He is a tea boy. He's, he's, he's just a little. He's just a little. God, I uh, wish. Fuck. She does say that she got sunburned on the bottoms of her feet. Does that mean his, her feet are just up in the air? And I think so. While they were having sex in the you desert, didn't need that. It was not. It was Oasis, not necessary. Iced no. tea or whatever. Yeah, it was. It was really not necessary. Someone was shoehorning that line. It's actually a three parts. To this commercial. This, no. So this is the first of the three. Do they have the baby? She's pregnant, by the way. Do they have the yeah, baby? Yeah, she, she did get she, impregnated she did. by that cactus man. Uh, I think they have the baby. I don't remember. I watched them and I forgot immediately. Goal for this pride. Breed with a cactus man. Yeah. Just get bread. Just fuck a cactus man. Just fucking... <laughs> get, get that bread. Get that bread, baby. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Now that's all I'm going to think about. This is actually, I, you know, <laughs> when I selected this, yeah. I forgot the thing that I had told you last night. What did you tell me last night? Which is that when I was little, oh yeah, I realized that when I was little, I had a crush on Snoopy's brother Spike, who lived in a cactus. And carries and a carries bindle. And carries a bindle. And I pointed out, well, he's got a T-boy mustache. He sure does. And it all comes together. <laughs> it all came together. It all came together. Anyway, I guess cactuses are just sexy. I don't know. Well, this one is. Um, 10 out of 10, wood breed. Hell yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Good Christ. Happy Pride. Happy Pride and a swell foon June. May we all have enough soup for our families. Yeah. If, okay. <laughs> and by soup, you mean beer or not water, then you're right. <laughs> if you have an ad featuring someone that Al and I would fuck. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> please write us at gmail.com. You can also... I... Actually, yeah. yes. 
It's going to be a contest. Okay. What will the ad crease win? I don't know. But if you send us an ad. <laughs> that we wouldn't? That we would. Okay. That's, <laughs> but again. hard. That's not hard. It's not hard. But this is a challenge. Okay. Hey, have some food. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Have some food in June. Have some food in June. Yeah. Send us some horny boys. Yeah. Accurate at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And if you are cis or heterosexual or allosexual and and all of those things and you do not consider yourself queer, um, it's Pride Month, so you should pay us. <laughs> I won't say no. I won't say no. We want little treats. I love a little treat. We don't drink a lot of water around here. We got to buy <laughs> our liquid. Uh, we have a Kofi. You can find yes, us. Kofi we do have a Kofi slash agrees. Yep, correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where you'll find yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Then, then your um, ally duties will be over. <laughs> Don't say that. But for three dollars, I'll look you in the eye and say you're such a good ally. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Do anything. <laughs> do anything. Until next time, we are signing, signing off. off. It weren't for my spouse. How many beers? Well, you're not a... Are you a beer drinker? I used to be. How many 10-cent alcoholic drinks do you think you'd, you'd be able to pound back because they're 10 cents? Because they're 10 cents. I mean, a lot, but the thing is, it's like a, like a gra- one of those graphs yeah. that goes up yeah. and then the is like... This is like number of beers, and then this is like time, and yeah. then the line is like amount of the night I spend on the toilet. <laughs> so it ain't worth it. It's not, not worth it, it for even me. At t- even if they give you 10 cents a beer. I'm not seeing the game. I'm pissing, <laughs> I'm pissing the whole time. Oh, yeah. Oh, could you imagine the piss? Ooh. Palpable. Ooh. Mm. Yucky. Yucky. <laughs>